morning blessings dear siblings thank you for joining me here for worship word and prayer today on this last sunday of january um first and foremost um some updated news our dear sister jen gave word that her mri came back and her cancer is cleared, which means she is now cleared for surgery. So thank you for your continued prayer. Let's continue to pray for her that surgery and everything goes well and recovery from that goes well as well. Um, and also, can we please pray for one of our siblings who is on hospice? The family reached out to me and they're just looking for peace. They're looking for their dear sibling to go peacefully, um, but also lift the family up in love and light as well. So as we begin here this morning, let us open with prayer. Perfect light of revelation, as you shown in the life of Jesus, whose epiphany we celebrate, so shine in us, through us that we may become beacons of truth, compassion, enlightening all of creation with deeds of justice and of mercy. Amen. And amen. This morning, we are going to actually read out of our devotional. Our next day. We had ended on day four on Friday for those who keep up with our regular posts. So our scripture passage for our devotional of like us in every respect. Hebrews 2 14 through 18. Since therefore the children share flesh and blood he himself likewise shared the same things, so that through death it might destroy the one who was, <clears throat> who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the, death, by the fear of death. For it is clear that he did not come to help angels, but the descendants of Abraham. Therefore he had to become like his brothers and sisters in every respect so that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make a sacrifice of atonement for the sins of the people because he himself was tested by what he suffered he is able to help those who are being tested let us get into that devotional section did you catch that Jesus is like us in every aspect. Don't brush this sentence off casually. Let it sink in deep to the core of who you are. God is like us in every respect. Christ is like the transgender woman who is worried she'll be murdered while walking to her car after work. He is like the broken-hearted gay man who can't attend the church of his childhood. He is like the bisexual intersex person who doesn't conform to gender norms and endures the snide looks and sneers of strangers. He's like these people just as much as the heterosexual man who is comfortable performing his gender in a way this society finds acceptable. Imagine what it would have been like in the ancient Middle East to feel gender ambiguity and be afraid to act on it. Imagine the difficulty of not showing sexual attraction to both genders because he was like us in every respect. He was like each of the people described above. Jesus' reality was like theirs. If you're an LGBTQIA plus individual, know that Jesus understands how you feel 
and cries for your pain. If you are not, remember that when you offer comfort and aid to one such as this, you offer it to Christ himself. There is nothing we can do to make God love us more. There is nothing we can do to make God love us less. Philip Yancey. Amen to that. Now, dear siblings, let us turn to our affirmation of faith. We believe in God, the Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, dead, and buried, descended into Hades, the third day rose again from the dead, ascended into heaven, sitteth at the right hand of God Almighty. From thence shall come to judge the quick and the dead. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. And amen. We turn now to the book of Psalm. And our reading from Psalm today comes from Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. In the assembly of the upright and in the congregation, the works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in them. The work is honorable and glorious. Righteousness endures forever. They've made wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. They've given me food and given food to those who fear them. They will ever be mindful of the covenant. They have declared to their people the power of the works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of their hands are verity and justice. All their precepts are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. They have sent redemption to their people and commanded the covenant forever. Holy and awesome is their name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, a good understanding. Have all those who do the commandments Praise endures forever. Here ends our reading from the book of Psalm. Thanks be to God. Our opening hymn is Great is Thy Faithfulness. I have need if I have 
provide him. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Summer and winter, springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above. Join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hand hath provided, great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Pardon for sin, and a peace that endureth, thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide, strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings are mine with ten thousand beside. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Amen and amen. We turn now to our first reading coming from the book of Deuteronomy today, chapter 18, verses 15 to 20. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren. Him you shall hear according to all you desired of the Lord your God in Herob. In the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, nor let me see this great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, What they have spoken is good, and I will raise up for, for them a prophet like you from among their brethren, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. Here ends our first reading. Thanks be to God. Siblings, please join me in prayer. To God who welcomed all in love, let us pray for the good of the church and the concerns of those who are in need. Dear Lord, as we began service today, we lifted up some of our siblings we continue to lift Jen and her family. We continue to lift our dear sibling and hospice and their family. We continue to look to you, Lord, for your continued healing grace to shine down upon all of those who are suffering and in need. We ask that you breathe your peace into this world that we might be able to 
end things that are taking place, wars, genocide. And we look to you, O Lord, that you would grant us the strength to continue to speak the truths that so many don't want to hear. Lord, as we lift up this ministry, we just ask that you continue to guide us and continue to strengthen us and build upon the blocks that we have started in your name. And a God of every land and nation, you have created all people and you dwell among us in Christ Jesus. We ask that you listen to the cries of those who pray to you and grant that as we proclaim the greatness of your name, that all people will know the power of love at work in the world. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen and amen. Our next hymn is Be Thou My Vision.
continuing 476, soldiers of Christ arise. Be strong in the Lord and in their mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. As we continue, our second reading today comes from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 to 13. Now concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. And if anyone thinks that they know anything, know nothing yet as they ought to know. But if anyone loves God, this one is known by him. Therefore, concerning the eating of things offered to idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is no other God but one. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, of whom all things and we for him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom all things and through whom we live. However, there is not in everyone that knowledge for some with consciousness of the idol. Until now, eat it as a thing offered to an idol, and their conscience being weak is defiled. But food does not commend us to God, for neither if we eat are we the better, nor if we do not eat are we the worse. But beware lest someone this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to those who are weak. For if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened to eat those things offered to idols? And because of your knowledge shall the weak brother perish, for whom Christ died. But when you thus sin against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never again eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. Here ends our second reading. Thanks be to God. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, leading us not to temptation, but delivering us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us continue forth in prayer, dear siblings. 
God of justice, mercy, and compassion, we bring our tithes and offerings to your altar and pray they will be used to make your amazing love known to all. Then, most often we leave and return to our weekday lives, expecting someone else to make that happen. Remind us that your prophets, your leaders, your missionaries were called and raised up from among the people. Help us open our lives and our minds to the possibility that we might be the ones you would call and send. We pray this in the name of Christ, our teacher and our redeemer. Amen and amen. Dear siblings, if you feel compelled to tithe with our ministry, you can click on our link tree and there are ways there to tithe. We also have in our link tree a few individuals who are in need of surgery that could use a little assistance as well as a funding list for a community center that's being built. We are lifting up those communities, we are lifting up those individuals, and we are trying to help those that we can in need. So please, if you feel free to tithe towards those directly. We now turn to our gospel for today, and our gospel for today comes from the gospel of Mark, the first chapter verses 21 to 28. Then they went into Capernaum and immediately on the Sabbath entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Now, there was a man in there synagogue with an unclean spirit and he cried out saying let us alone what have we to do with you and jesus of nazareth did you come to destroy us i know who you are the holy one of god but jesus rebuked him saying be quiet and come out of him and when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves saying, what is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority, he commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. And immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. Here ends our reading from the Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to Christ. So with our readings today, our message is entitled Christ-like. And as we embark on this journey today with this message, I want to address a few things that have popped up in news and things. But what is it to you to be Christ-like? Many times we hear that saying of WWJD, what would Jesus do? And we hear it being used in a way from points when we're trying to get funding or they're trying to get people to join. And it's almost become more of a slogan instead of a, or a catchphrase per se. It's not really standing up for what would Jesus actually do, but a, hey, 
would Jesus do that to try to keep people in line when it sees fit? You see, Jesus was probably the best teacher we've had. Jesus came to show us what it meant to humble ourselves before others. Jesus came to show us what it meant to love God and to love thy neighbor. Even when Jesus called the tax collector to walk with him and set with the prostitute, it was those examples that show us that we too should be calling those that are less off. We should be going forth and helping those that are the least of these. In fact, in our scripture today from Mark, we saw Jesus tell the unclean spirit to be quiet and to come out of that person. And there were no theatrics there. There was no change, but he used the authority that he had from God to command the spirit to leave that individual. When we look into scripture a little bit more, we look at Matthew chapter 25 and in verse 45 it says and he will answer I tell you the truth when you refuse to help the least of these my dear brothers and sibling sisters you were refusing to help me And I start here for a very specific fact and reason. Because you see, recently in the news, it's come to my attention that there was a pastor arrested for housing the least of these. To be specific, they were arrested for housing some homeless population in their area. Now their church is right next to a homeless shelter. And to my knowledge on the story, that shelter had been at max capacity and there were those that were getting pushed out into the cold. That pastor had taken them in to give a hot meal, to give them a place to stay outside from the cold frigid temperatures. It's making more news now because now the church is kind of, or the pastor is going back against the county or the town because of these things. But the claim against them was that the ordinances didn't allow that first floor of that church to be used for shelter for anybody to be used as housing. So when we think about these, and before I continue to go further, I want to say that I commend and I applaud that pastor. When I listened to some of that article, I had listened and heard the pastor speak that they were doing what they were called to do. But I find it ironic nowadays that if we stand up for what we say, we are going to do. As preachers, as Christians, we are the ones being demonized. Meaning, if we help the least of these. And in Matthew 25, verse 40, if we rewind a, rewind a little bit farther back in Matthew, it says that, I will tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. 
Now, I bring this up because by helping the least of these, we were helping spread that message of Jesus. We were helping to spread that love of Jesus into the world. You see, I see a lot of ministries out there in churches that they want the followers, they want to get people in the doors, but when it comes down to walking as Jesus did, or the, what would Jesus do? They fall short. Many of the congregation, many of those that walk this world today claiming to be Christians or part of Christianity, couldn't even tie the straps on Jesus' sandals. Yet, when we sit there and we walk forth, those that do take the initiative to act Christ-like, as this pastor did by helping the least of these, sheltering the homeless, helping the poor, creating safe places for those who are being marginalized or persecuted to go to, standing for what's right and what's true. The thing is, to be Christ-like would be to do what Christ did. That doesn't mean that you're a prophet. That doesn't mean that you're speaking God's breath out of your mouth and God's doctrine all the time. But that means that when you're trying to be Christ-like as a follower of Jesus, that you are walking forth in that light and that love. And now when I say that we had the best teacher, it is because that many were astonished when they heard Jesus and his teachings because he taught them as having the authority. And he continued to teach that love, that compassion, that humility. This is someone who walked and was king, but was not afraid to serve their fellow man, their fellow human. If we click back to our devotional reading for today, we saw that it ended with that if you are an LGBTQIA plus individual, know that Jesus understands how you feel and cries for your pain. If you're not, to remember that when you offer comfort and aid to one such as this, you offer it to Christ himself. When that pastor was offering that shelter, that aid to those unhoused, he was showing that compassion, that love, and that aid to Christ himself. When we walk forth in this world, no matter what denomination or faith belief someone might have, and we offer that kindness, that couple bucks out of our account to help someone struggling, that generally good communication, thoughtful word, kindness, we are offering that to Christ himself, but also 
when there are those that literally on social media and all through this world will literally walk forth and tell you to repent, tell you to that you're going to hell, tell you to unalive yourselves, and so forth. But do it and claim that is in the name of Christianity. They too are doing that to Christ. And it's ironic that those individuals seem to believe and think that they know what Christ would do. They make comparisons of a false idol to Jesus all the time. Yet when I look at those comparisons, I sit there and humbly see that it's the worship and trust in a false idol. It is putting someone else up on a pedestal instead of Christ himself. When I see those individuals walking over a person lying on the street, it is no different than all of those of higher up powers in the church that walked past, but it was that unreligious person that stopped to help the man in need on the side of the road. And that is why when I speak, when I preach, when I run things online through our ministry, I don't run them as know-all, be-all. I run them through the lens of truly what would Jesus do? Would Jesus help without lecture? Would Jesus help without ulterior motive? Would Jesus help without wanting something back in return? Or would Jesus say, the only way that I can hand you this meal, the only way that I can hand you this roof over your head, the only way that I can hand you this $10, $15, is if you, right now, deem me Lord and Savior over all, and that there's no other God before me. Now, depending how you answered out of those choices speaks wonders to the type of Christian you might be. But if we look in the red letters, if we look in the Gospels, we see the truth within Christ. And we see some of those truths taken into other aspects. We see in Paul's teachings in Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians that is. In verse 22 it says, In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And before we wrap, or before I wrap this up, I want to read a passage from Job. Now, if you recall the book of Job, Job suffered long. But never turned away from God. And in chapter 6, verse 10, it says, At least I can take comfort in this, that despite the pain... I have not denied the words of the Holy One. See, the words of our Lord, of the Savior who came, was to love God and to love others, or to love our neighbor, depending on translation. So no matter what discomfort we might be in, no matter what ailments, pains, we might face storms. Can we say at the end of the day that we have not denied the words 
of the Holy One. Can we say that we have not used the words of the Holy One to condemn someone else and not to fix what we have inside of us broken? You see, what it takes to be Christ-like is to looking out for the least of these and to help those in need, as that pastor did housing those unhoused individuals. As those of us do when we give to someone who's in need of maybe a couple bucks or some supplies or items, and we can get those items and bring it to them. Because we are following through based on what we are asked and guided to do. So my question to end things is, will you walk? And answer that call of what would Jesus do? as you work towards being Christ-like. Dear siblings, let us pray. Dear Lord, as we come to you on this blessed Sunday, we look to you, O Lord, that in our attempts to be humble and giving to the best of our abilities, that we would be in your eyes, in your truths, in your words, as Christ-like as we could be. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Our final hymn is Awesome God. pray, dear siblings. Holy and awesome God, your son's authority is found in integrity and living truth, not the assertion of power over others, but by example. We ask that you open our imaginations to new dimensions of your love and heal us of all that 
severs us from you and one another. That we may grow into the vision you have unfolded before us. In Christ's name, amen. And now, dear siblings, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn their face toward you and grant you peace. Dear siblings in Christ, go in peace. Amen and amen. Are you looking for some Christian-based apparel to wear? Masks, hoodies, shirts, possibly women's leggings? Then look no further than checking out our Teespring store at teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. It's all custom designed from us here at Worship Without Walls. Again, that is teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. Hope you find something you like for you or your loved ones. Have a blessed day.